There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Season 2 of Confessions of a New Grad. This podcast is an ongoing story, so if you haven't listened to Season 1 yet, I'd recommend starting there. Chapter 25 Work Secrets I stared at Apollo's name in my phone, my finger hovering over the call button. I wished I could just not care and forget all about him, but I couldn't. Apart from the fact that his stupid face was still sexy as hell, I was curious. He was like a mystery that I desperately wanted to solve. And even though I knew that the answers to my questions were most likely not going to be the ones I was looking for, I wanted to figure everything out anyway. Maybe there was something I didn't know. Maybe this was all just a big misunderstanding? My phone vibrated, making me jump in alarm. Hey Brooklyn! Are you free to meet up and talk sometime this week? It was from Tyler. Seeing his name was emotional whiplash. So much had happened since Tyler and I had talked the night before I'd started work that I'd forgotten all about the promise I'd made to meet up with him sometime. I sighed. It was getting late, and I needed to do several hours of prep for my classes this week. I didn't have time to talk to Tyler, and... Honestly, even if I did, I didn't want to. Hey, I'm really busy with work right now, I said. It won't take that long. Come on, I need to talk to you. A ripple of irritation ran through me. This was so typical of Tyler. It was all about what he wanted. He didn't respect the fact that I was busy. He had just disregarded that and tried to convince me to meet up anyway. Well... If he was going to be self-centered, I could be too. I didn't reply, opened my laptop, and began prepping. Then my phone rang. It was Tyler. I rolled my eyes and turned on Do Not Disturb mode. I began designing lesson plans and activities for a Midsummer Night's Dream, and then my phone rang again. Tyler had now called me so many times that he had overridden the Do Not Disturb setting. Go away, I moaned. I picked up my phone, went to Tyler's contact, and clicked block. Then I sat there stunned for a moment. I had never blocked anyone other than telemarketers before. There was something a little sad about doing it to a guy I'd spent two years of my life with, but he was being annoying. I didn't want to talk to him. I had no reason to talk to him, and I was tired of telling him that and having him try to make it happen anyway. So, I went back to my computer and continued working. The one good thing Tyler's calls had done was help me realize how much work I had to do. And if I didn't have time to talk to Tyler, I didn't have time to talk to Apollo either. 
Prepping for my new English 12 classes was going to take all night and all day on Sunday. The Apollo situation was still on my mind, though, and I knew I'd have to deal with it eventually. Work on Monday wasn't nearly as stressful as it had been on my first day, but it was still a struggle. I was in a constant state of anxiety, so afraid of saying the wrong thing that I would analyze everything I said from every angle before I said it. Apart from being mentally exhausting, this also made my lessons a little bit slow because the students had to wait longer than was normal to get a response to a question. I was pretty sure the whole thing was backfiring and that they all thought I might be a bit of an idiot. Amanda ambushed me at lunch when I was on my way to the school's library to check out a few Shakespeare resources. There you are, Brooklyn! She looked tired but was smiling. Hey, I said, trying my best to smile back. How did the rest of your night go on Friday? She asked in a hushed voice as a few students walked by. Uh, good. Who are those guys you and Gemma were talking to? She pressed. They were super cute. Oh, um, the blonde one is a guy I knew back in high school and the other was his roommate. Seemed like you guys were having a nice time. I saw you leave together. Yeah, it was great. How was the rest of your night? I really didn't want to know the answer because the rest of her night had involved Apollo, but I knew it would be rude and possibly even suspicious if I didn't ask. It was a little weird, actually. Apollo, that's the guy I'm dating, was acting strange. And then he ended up dropping me off at my place and going home because he didn't feel well. Really? I asked, curious in spite of myself. Yeah, he said he just drank a bit too much, but... That makes sense, I interrupted before she could speculate any further. I was so tired on Sunday that I didn't have time to make lunch for today, she said. Want to come out and grab something with me? My stomach grumbled as I remembered that I, too, hadn't brought lunch today. I probably wouldn't have time to consume anything other than coffee until I got home, though. I really needed to get those books from the library, and even if I didn't, I wasn't sure I would be able to spend a whole lunch hour with Amanda. She was so nice. The temptation to be her friend was overwhelming. But the closer we got, the more at risk I was of letting something slip about Apollo. And my new job was enough to deal with without having the whole Amanda and Apollo situation blow up as well. Sorry, I've got to get some Shakespeare resources and then I'm prepping all of lunch. Maybe tomorrow. Oh, okay, Amanda said. I totally get it. The first few years are the worst with all the prep, but it gets easier. I hope so, I said. I know we don't really teach the same subjects, but if you ever need any materials or anything, let me know. Thanks, I said, and headed into the silent library. It was small, but the shelves were well stocked with books, and I made my way down the aisles looking for the S section. Once there, I perused the titles relating to Shakespeare. I picked up a few that looked useful and carried them to an armchair in the corner behind a row of shelves. It was a dull day, but a calming gray light was filtering in through the windows as I worked. 
I was rifling through teaching Shakespeare with purpose when I heard a woman giggle. Shh, a man's voice murmured playfully. You're sure we're alone? Mary's voice whispered. Yes, you worry too much. A man's voice, which I now recognized as Todd's, answered. Then I heard smooching. I froze. Wasn't Mary married? What was going on? There was a loud thump. It sounded as though there was more than kissing going on now, and I was stuck here a few shelves over. I needed to escape. I was pretty sure I'd read something in my contract about romances between staff being forbidden, and although I didn't really care what Mary and Todd did with their personal lives, I didn't want to put my own job in jeopardy. If they discovered that I knew their secret, I mean, I was assuming it was a secret based off of the sneaky way they were hooking up in our library, they might fire me just to avoid the risk of my telling anyone. I was sure them doing so would be breaking some kind of labor law, but still, the best thing for me to do in this moment was to get the fuck out of that library so that I could remove myself from the situation entirely. I also had absolutely no desire to listen to what was going on anyway. Leaving the Shakespeare books on the table, I stood up as quietly as I could and tiptoed toward the exit. Oh, Mary, you drive me crazy, Todd murmured. Shut up and just kiss me, Mary said breathlessly. Why was this happening? Why? All I had wanted to do was quietly read Shakespeare during my lunch break, and instead, this? Hadn't enough gone wrong in the past week already? I took another slow step forward. The door was less than ten feet away. Creak. My heart stopped. I stood there, motionless, hoping the floorboard hadn't been as loud as it had seemed to me. Everything was silent. For a moment, I felt relief, but then I realized that the silence meant that Mary and Todd had stopped making noises, too. Did you hear that? Mary whispered. It's nothing, Mary. Probably just the wind. More silence. I debated making a mad dash for the door. Mary and Todd might not recognize me in time. But before I could move, Mary's flushed face appeared at the end of the row I was standing in. For several seconds, we stared at each other. Mary's hair had come out of her tight bun, her skirt was riding up, and several buttons of her blouse were undone. Neither of us could have pretended she hadn't just been hooking up with Todd if we'd wanted to. Mary, what is it? Todd asked. Then he appeared next to her. He reacted instantaneously. Oh, hello, Brooklyn. How's your first week been? Mary and I were just, um, moving some shells around, which I would say perfectly explains why we're a little out of breath. Oh, I squeaked. That does make perfect sense. Doesn't it? Todd said, seizing gratefully on my apparent gullibility. 
Oh, for goodness sake, Todd, Mary said severely. She's not a fool. But I am a fool, I said wildly. I'm really oblivious and usually have no idea what's going on around me, so I'll just go back to my class then and leave you two to your shelf rearranging. Let's chat in my office, Brooklyn, Mary said. But Mary, Todd whined. Mary ignored him, straightened her outfit, and led me out the library door. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Neither of us said anything until she had locked her office door, closed the shutters, and motioned for me to take a seat opposite her. I'm so sorry you had to, um... Hear that. Hear what? I asked stupidly. I appreciate the discretion, Brooklyn, but we all know what you heard. I didn't say anything. My heart was pounding. She was going to fire me. What was I going to do? I had just signed a year lease on my apartment. I couldn't afford the rent without this job. I hadn't even paid my parents back yet for loaning me the first month's rent and damage deposit. I'd like to explain myself, Mary said, jolting me out of the mental math I'd been doing to try to figure out how many hours of work I'd need to do at a minimum wage job in order to afford my rent, basic food, etc. You don't need to explain. Yes, I do, Mary said forcefully. It was so unprofessional, Brooklyn. This behavior is most unlike me. I am a married woman, for goodness sake. Oh, I've never been unfaithful to my husband, Brooklyn, but, well, there are a lot of pressures involved in being a principal, especially since, well, I don't suppose you've thought this being as young as you are, but I'm actually quite young for my role as well. And don't get me wrong, I love this job, but, well, the way I cope with the stress is by eating. Oh. I said again, wondering what on earth that had to do with any of this. And eating leads to, well, my figure isn't what it used to be. Mary was scarlet now. And my husband, well, he hasn't been exactly a fan of my new, um, look. Even though I was worried about what was going to happen to me, I felt a pang of pity for Mary. I knew how she felt. Tyler had made me feel that way before we'd broken up. 
And Mary was a total babe, in my opinion. I hated the idea of her husband implying that she wasn't anymore because she'd put on a few pounds. Mary, you look fantastic, I said, bracingly. Mary took a sharp breath that caught in her throat and then, to my horror, her eyes welled up and she began to cry. I didn't know what to do. Mary wasn't my friend. I wasn't sure if it would be weird or unprofessional to give her a hug. But then, if I didn't give her one, that would be heartless and I needed her to not hate me if I was going to keep my job. As a compromise, I reached across the desk and patted her gently on the shoulder. Thank you, Mary said, seizing a tissue from a box on her desk. She blew her nose loudly. It sounded like a foghorn. Anyway, that's more or less what Todd said the other week when we, well, it was just before you started here, actually. Your predecessor had left, and we had another teacher quit out of the blue. And I was frantically trying to find replacements, and Todd generously offered to help, and, well, it was late, and we may have had a drink or two, and I sort of broke down and told him everything, and the next thing I knew, he was telling me that I was a goddess and deserved the world, and it's very hard to resist that kind of thing when you've been feeling like a frumpy pig for the last year. I get it, I said. It was crazy how a woman more than 10 years my senior could be feeling exactly how I'd felt a few weeks ago. I had hoped those kinds of problems would go away when you were married, but apparently not. I reminded Todd that I was married and we were colleagues and all, but she leaned in conspiratorially. We kissed, and then there was groping. She looked around wildly, as though expecting someone to hear her, even though her office was empty, other than the two of us. Hoping to never hear Mary utter the word groping ever again, I said, Look, Mary, I've been there, and I'm not going to tell anyone, I swear. You won't, she asked, her face shining. I promise, I said earnestly. I had no intention of telling anyone. Well, maybe Gemma, Lana, or Bree, but I certainly wasn't going to spread it around work. I didn't care if Mary and Todd were having an affair. The only thing I cared about was keeping my job. And if Mary was going to let me do that, then I'd keep silent about her secret forever. Oh, Brooklyn, I knew I liked you, Mary said, dabbing at her smudged mascara and standing up. And I'm going to, you know, put a stop to it with Todd. I highly doubted that this was true, but instead I just said, It's almost time for class, so I should probably go. Oh, yes. Off you go, Mary simpered. I hurried back to my classroom, my heart rate slowly returning back to normal. I wasn't fired. Most students had already entered their after-lunch classes by now, and as I passed Amanda's classroom, I heard my name. Ugh. Finally, a real lesson, a voice, which I recognized as George's, one of the students in my English class, said. Miss Winter's Shakespeare lesson this morning was the worst. I slowed down, intending to take a slightly longer route back to my class instead so that he wouldn't see me. Miss Winter's? I heard Amanda ask in surprise. Yeah, you know, 
the new English teacher, George replied. Miss Brooklyn Winters? Amanda repeated. Yeah, I think she might be a bit slow. You should see how long it takes her to answer a question. I don't know why they hired her. She looks like she only just graduated high school herself. Oh, Amanda said airily. That's just a side effect of her condition. What condition? Addison asked. You don't know? Amanda sounded surprised. Miss Winters has a ridiculously high IQ. She could have been a professor at UBC right after her graduation, but she decided to go into teaching because she loves kids so much. We're really lucky to have her here at Woodbridge. There was a bit of a bidding war between all the private schools for her when she graduated. Seriously? George asked. Yeah, if you're not finding her classes engaging, you're probably not paying attention, Amanda said coolly. Please put your homework on my desk, by the way. We're going to get started in a minute. The bell rang at that moment, and I rushed back to start economics on time. Of course, everything Amanda had told George was bullshit, but still, she'd had my back. She was a good person. A good friend. And that made me feel so much worse about everything. The next morning, George showed up to English early and hung on my every word. His respect seemed to rub off on the other students, and by the time the lesson was over, I thought I might have finally taught a good one. When Amanda popped her head into my classroom and asked what I was doing for lunch, I invited her in to eat it with me. And so we chatted and got to know each other and laughed about the crazy things our students did and grabbed each other coffees and had fun. I knew being friends with her was precarious while she was still dating Apollo, but by the middle of the week, I decided out of the two of them, I was going to be loyal to Amanda. Or, well, at least that's what I thought. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying the show, please give it five stars on Apple or Spotify, write a review, share it on social media, and tell your friends. Confessions of a New Grad is written, performed, and produced by me, Greta Craig. Rebecca Montgomery does cover and episode artwork, as well as editing the scripts. For accompanying illustrations, exclusive news, and extra content, you can follow the show on Instagram at newgradpodcast. You can also find more information and get in touch via our website, confessionsofanewgrad.com. Special thanks to all the musicians who allowed us to use their work in this production. You can find the soundtracks in the episode descriptions. I love interacting with you and hearing your thoughts on the show or anything at all, so please feel free to continue to reach out to me on Instagram or via the show's website.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.